0: You're listening to The Real Well Show with Kathy Fetke, the real estate investor's resource.
1: What will it take to close the inventory gap in housing? I'm Kathy Fetke, and welcome to The Real Well Show. Our guest today thinks he's got the solution. In this episode, you'll hear from Galliano Tiramani, who's the co-founder of construction technology company Boxable. He has a bachelor's degree in business and has launched a few other successful startups, And his latest endeavor began with an idea from dad several years ago. It even caught the attention of Elon Musk. It's basically a 375 square foot pre-manufactured casita that can fold up for delivery. Galeana, welcome to The Real Wealth Show. I can tell you that our uh, team is really excited to hear what you have to say, because I think everybody wants to run out and buy a $50,000 Boxable. So tell me, what, what is Boxable?
0: Yeah, uh, thank you so much for having me. Um, so yeah, my, my name is Galliano Tiramani. I'm one of the founders of Boxable, and they are houses. Uh, we are uh, setting up a big factory to mass produce uh, a different type of, of housing.
1: Well, and it's already, you've already had some really good publicity from one of the best marketers in the world. Um, I did read that Elon Musk is living in a
0: boxable. Is that true? That's the rumor.
1: That's the r- <laughs>
0: I cannot, I cannot comment. Sorry. It's you can't comment. All right.
1: Well, uh, that would be <laughs> quite a, a change if it's true, uh, Living going from a few mansions into uh, how how much square footage is in a typical boxable?
0: Yeah, it's it's been cool. We've gotten you know so much press on on that, and a lot of people have become aware of of the product. Um, mm-hmm. Essentially, what it is, uh, the first product that we're starting with is a four hundred square foot house. So it's about twenty feet by twenty feet with nine and a half foot high ceilings. It's got a kitchen, bathroom, uh, a bedroom, and a couch. We are planning to to retail it for fifty thousand dollars. And one of the cool things that everyone notices, if you want to go to boxable.com, B-O-X-A-B-L.com, is that the house actually folds up. Um, And and the reason it folds up is so that it can ship more affordably, because that's one of the big reasons why most houses are not built in the factory. Most of them are built on site. Uh, So it's it's very slow and expensive and cumbersome to, to build something on site. Uh, by, by hand, in kind of a custom manner, uh, versus everything else, all the other modern products that are mass-produced in, in the factory. And and the reason that uh, we are still building houses on site instead of on an assembly line is they're just so big, so they're hard to ship. So that was like the first problem that we had to solve um, here to make it compatible with the, with the uh, mass-production factory assembly line.
1: So basically, you can just, someone orders it, and it's brought in a truck, and... You just unfold it. I mean, how does that
0: work? <laughs> yeah, it's. Um, we spent a lot of time making things really simple. We've got the, the bulk of the the work done for the building in the factory. So really, all you need on site is uh, some type of foundation. Uh, actually, you don't need a foundation, but in most cases, like the local government's going to require it. Mm-hmm. So you're going to need a foundation, and you're going to need some utilities connection. Uh, you know, water, electric, uh, whatever. So essentially, uh, our unit shows up, uh, gets placed on the foundation, uh, it, it unfolds, You know, the floor comes down, the walls come out, they all lock into place, uh, they connect to those utilities that are ready, prepared on site in advance, and you're done and you have a house. And that means kitchen, bathroom, flooring, electrical, air conditioning, all of that's done at our factory before it arrives on site. So you go from maybe uh, seven, eight months to build a house, to an hour to build a house.
1: Oh my gosh, that's incredible. All right, so zoning appears to be changing in California, allowing residents to potentially subdivide their property and and put another property on there. Uh, Are you seeing an uptick in phone calls because of
0: this? Well, um, just because of kind of the good marketing we've done from the beginning, we've always had crazy amount of phone calls and and interest. Good for you. uh, the way things are are going in California is very friendly towards what we're doing. And it actually started before the... the, the your, what, you're mention, what you're referencing, I think, is a new law that just came into effect like last week mm-hmm. that Newsom signed. But there was even some before that that have all, you know, been great for us. So the first one was accessory dwelling units. They basically legalized accessory dwelling units in almost every backyard in the whole state. Accessory dwelling unit just means... Uh, uh, an extra house on the same property. So usually it's like a, a, a granny flat, um, just a small house. Uh, and, and people want to do that because, you know, you have a site that's already developed, a lot that's already developed. You have a backyard and if you can just throw down a, a little apartment, a little house there. Uh, the numbers really crunch for rentals. Maybe they want to put their family members in there. So um, that's been a really big one. And that's why we decided to start with the Casita product because our grand vision is a building system where different size room modules will stack and connect. So the first one that you see on the website is 20 feet by 20 feet. We can also do 20 by 30, 20 by 40. We can do bigger modules with different uh, configurations inside. So maybe one module would be a, a kitchen only, one would be a bedroom only, and then you can kind of start stacking and connecting and arranging them to build, hopefully almost every building type on the planet, a thousand unit apartment building down to this little casita, and then, Um, But we thought, how do we start? Let's start with the smallest room module, target it towards backyard ADUs. Uh, California, incredibly friendly towards that. Uh, They've done things like prohibited the local governments from blocking people from building these. So the state has said to the local governments, you must allow the, the backyard units. They've reduced setback requirements, a whole bunch of different stuff. And then last week or so, the new rules that they've done now go even further. So now they're letting people, I think, subdivide their lots, uh, and do all kind of different stuff. So it's, it's pretty, pretty good timing for us.
1: Yeah. You know, I'm in the coastal commission area, and I think that there's certain, still certain parts of California where it's going to be tough to get this through, but I'm not sure. Have you, have you heard anything about that if you're closer to the coast?
0: I don't know too many details on it. Um, yeah. All I know from my perspective is there's so much demand for housing all over and so much need for it. Yes, like uh, I'm I'm good to go. I think everything we make in this factory will sell out, and we'll just be looking. To, oh, yeah. to to scale. And in general, the attitude towards increasing housing availability is is very positive, and people want to do this. They wanna they want to open it up, and that's why these new laws are happening. Not just in California, but elsewhere around the country.
1: Now, does your team work on the permit side of it or does that have to be done by someone else?
0: Our goal is just to be the manufacturer of the room module and Mm -hmm. to sell that to builders and developers to speed up and simplify their process, get all the heavy lifting done for them. Um, But we will have resources on our website where people can get help with permitting. They can get help with financing and they can get help with finding a contractor to do, whatever it is they want to do with the building. Uh, And then we'll just focus on cranking out these room modules. And they'll usually be a contractor in between us and the end user who helps with the setup and the permits and all that.
1: Okay. And are they customizable?
0: Um, Yes and no. Uh, Especially early on, we want to be very standardized and have this very uh, repeatable product so that our manufacturing is efficient. Mm -hmm. Um, But, uh, you can definitely customize them when they get to the field, uh, and eventually, when we have these different modules that connect together, at that point, you kind of have endless configurations. If we had um, twenty different rooms types, and then you start stacking, connecting them, uh, arranging them, you can kind of get a huge, for the most part, a huge range of, of buildings.
1: Okay. Uh, so, but. If you wanted to, so let's say I wanted a bigger window, I could carve that out and do it on my own.
0: Yes. um, The contractors who install the unit should have no problem doing that. Uh, One cool thing about the way our actual buildings work is our innovations go beyond the shipping solution. We've also picked all new building materials and manufacturing methods. So these are not lumber frame houses like you would see traditionally in North America. They don't Mm -hmm. use pieces of wood and nails. It's a laminated panel system. And that has many, many benefits, but one of the benefits related to what you just said is, yeah, you can actually just cut a hole anywhere in the wall, anywhere you want, any shape, <laughs> and not worry about anything.
1: That's amazing. Wow. Well, you know, obviously we know that lumber prices have, uh, you know, were insane and then they drop back down. Were you seeing those kinds of issues on your materials?
0: Yeah, it's been a really crazy time, especially starting a, a manufacturing startup. Um, all kind of supply chain issues. Uh, I think the lumber one was a little bit, uh, you know, kind of tricky because it was more about like uh, futures speculation and, and and trading. So it was just a spike; it went up and down. But overall, everything is going up. There are delays everywhere. Uh, you see manufacturing issues at many major companies. Um, we have been buying um, all kind of stuff to build hundreds of houses and had a hard time getting it, Uh, you know, shipping container from China has gone from 2000 up to 10,000 or maybe even more. And, um, you know, pretty much every single supplier we have has hit us with price increases and it's just total madness. Uh, I don't know what happens, but I believe that Foxable is well-equipped more well-equipped to handle it than others, because, you know, everyone has to buy the same stuff for the most part. Um, but we we enjoy these other um, efficiencies and benefits by being in the factory and having this simplified product design with reduced components and being able to bulk purchase things because we're building a scale and using automation and using low skilled labor and having an assembly line process. So we believe that like all those principles uh, put us ahead of everyone else who will be still buying the same, you know, piece of steel or toilet or, or piece of wood.
1: Now, I know that in L.A. there's been initiatives to provide housing for for the homeless. And uh, the first round of houses, it's my understanding, it cost hundreds of thousands of dollars. Have you had cities reaching out um, for for that purpose?
0: Oh, um, yeah, I heard about those sheds that they put up that were like 200,000 each or something. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's pretty yeah.
0: hilarious. Uh, Awful. Yeah. You know, another another story of government government mm-hmm. waste. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we we, um, we definitely have had a huge amount of inquiries for every use case under the sun. We've had uh, inquiries from many, many different types of governments all over the place. In fact, our first customer is the government um, for military based housing. Mm-hmm. And um, I think, you know, the grand plan for us is is a very big scale. So like this first factory that I'm sitting in now, it's a hundred and seventy thousand foot building. It should be able to produce. Uh, several thousand houses per year but we need to go way past that with a way yeah. bigger factory after we prove the concept here and hopefully being able to to supply that that quantity of of houses you know brings price down for everyone and and makes a big uh impact uh on on the homeless side it's pretty complicated it's not really about housing uh housing's a, a component there but right. more issues okay. surrounding you know mental health and drugs
1: of course yeah Okay. Well, um, so you're sitting in your factory in Nevada.
0: Yes. Uh, we are in city of, uh, North Las Vegas. We have a 170,000 foot building. We moved in here maybe a month ago. And, uh, after spending several months setting it up, now we are rapidly hiring people. And, um, actually the first house is just moving down the assembly line right now. and uh, so that's very, very exciting milestone for us.
1: Oh my gosh. It's so exciting. So our audience is mostly real estate investors, but a lot of business owners too. Uh, tell me about, you know, how you got here with a, a concept. There's so many of us who are visionaries and we've got great ideas, but man, making those ideas <laughs> come true is a whole nother process. So, um, you know, w- how did that start? Were you you all sitting around having a, a glass of wine and somebody said, I want a folding house. I mean, you know, like whose idea was it?
0: Well, Um, yeah, it's been a pretty, pretty crazy journey and and pretty quick as well. But basically back in, uh, 2017, I was actually living in California. Uh, my father was, had just moved to Vegas and there's another guy, Kyle. Um, and I, my father had the idea for the folding house many years before, uh, when he built a traditional modular and experienced problems with the wide load shipping where Mm -hmm. it was just so ridiculous and didn't work at all um, and was not scalable. And, uh, so we had the original idea to fold the house up. Uh, and then, you know, 2017 I I said, Hey, what about that folding house idea? Because as usual, I was just looking for ideas and and businesses to start and stuff. And, and then, um, we just dove in and, and started developing it again and started, uh, exploring what the problems were in the market. And, um, you know, we built a little website and, started doing uh, research and testing and and, and development and engineering and it just uh got more and more traction and uh eventually uh we got invited to go to the builder show
1: Mm -hmm. which
0: is like a trade show one of the biggest ones um um we got invited to bring a house to put outside at what they call show village where they have modular houses outside and uh we sat down and said all right well we haven't built anything yet we just have a bunch of drawings (laughs) can we do this should we commit to it and we said yeah let's do it and uh, pull the trigger and agreed to do it and then built the first prototypes went to the show and uh from there just kept kept going and going and uh and now we're sitting in a big factory and it's it's happening
1: that's, that's just so incredible. Uh, so it's a whole new, uh, learning of, okay, you learn how to create the product. Now you got to learn how to hire people and, you know, <laughs> uh, everything that goes in, into that process.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah. Good for you. Um, so w- once you went to the builder show, you had like an initial investor to help you with that prototype.
0: No, um, uh, Paolo funded it. Um, it was several million dollars, um, basically getting us through the R and D and, um, to the point where we had a, a product that we thought was ready to sell and, and manufacture. Uh, and that came the year after we got invited to go back to the builder show. Uh, the first show we went with a big house, like a big 1400 square foot house. Uh, and then we, we said, all right, well, where's a good, better place to start. And we came up with, let's start with the smallest unit we have. Uh, and, and, um, and then once we, and then the next year, we went back to the show with those prototypes and said, um, all right, we're, we're ready to do it. Let's do a factory. And then started, started raising money. Um, and really the way I raised money, uh, was all through general marketing, sending web traffic to the website and allowing people, anyone to, or accredited investors to invest through the website. And we've raised all the money to date. Uh, through that, that method. And it's um, basically for the last year we've been raising money and that's got us here into this very big factory. Um, so. Oh my gosh. So you yeah. you didn't have
1: to bring in <laughs> a institutional investor who kind of takes control of things.
0: Yeah. And I've had many discussions with guys like that and I still mm-hmm. do. And often exactly what you said, uh, they just, they ask for too much and mm-hmm. we love the strategy we've used because We're still in full control. We're calling all the shots. And we now have an army of of supporters, uh, cheerleaders who are investors. And hopefully we'll do very well uh, also. And uh, it's really, really great strategy. Um, I'm sure those institutional investors will come into play eventually. Eventually, sure. Hopefully when they do, I will have much more leverage uh, to shop around and get a better deal.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Good for you. So it's like a 506C kind of. Um, exactly. Offering, yeah. Exactly. Right. Um, and curious because we do syndications too. Is it sort of like a note, a convertible note, or? It,
0: um... um. Well, it it so it is a note, but really it's a, it's a fixed share price. Um. It, 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 the reason it's a note was just as a way to discount the share price, mm-hmm. and um. You, you can read more about it uh, on the website. Okay. But, um. The, the plan of the company is is to eventually IPO. So really, we're just, you know, selling shares to people. And then hopefully we're, you know, very successful and they eventually get liquidity at at a higher share price when we IPO.
1: Wow. Well, I'm so thrilled I got to talk to you before that happens. (laughs) It'd be probably a lot harder to get you on the show afterwards. (laughs) <laughs> uh well caliano tiramani it's just such a pleasure to have you on the real well show i'm certain there will be a lot of our investors calling you to figure out how they can get one of these in their backyard or build a whole subdivision of them who knows uh but very exciting all right thank you so much any last comments any tips or places that people should find out more about you
0: uh yeah um they can definitely go to uh, boxable.com, dot uh Check out YouTube. We have lots of videos on there, social media. We, we do a lot of you know ongoing updates. Um, people can also email me directly if if they want to. It's uh, G at boxable.com and, and, the, and also the general inbox, uh, hello at, at boxable.com, and we'll reply uh, pretty fast.
1: Great. Well, once again, thank you so much for being here on The Real Wealth Show and wish Thanks. you the greatest of success.
0: Thank you for having me.
1: And thank you for joining me here on The Real Wealth Show. This is an exciting time in history with so much new technology coming down the line and we'll keep you posted here on The Real Wealth Show and on my other podcast, Real Estate News for Investors. Have a great day. I'm Kathy Ketke and thanks for joining me.